Welcome to Shenanigans. <laughs> And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. So last week on Shenanigans, we talked about um, getting snatched. Brie had a fun game for us last week, so you should definitely check that out as far as like different diets that are out there, different fad diets. And then we also talked about am I good enough and what that means for each of us and, and how we kind of compare ourselves or, or reflect on ourselves of being good enough. We also had a part two discussion of love languages that was based around self-love, which was really great because Tyra walked us through each love language and told us basically how we can uh, implement them for ourselves. And we talked about activated charcoal. We talked about uh, fruits and veggies, different servings that you should have per day, the importance of journaling. And then we got a very sweet and empowering uh, Dear Sister Friend letter. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely go do that. But let's jump into this week. Breeze up. Hey, hey. Back with your favorite Brie game. So this week we are going to do, these are my confessions. So what I have for my ladies in the room are they're going to reach into my confessions box and they're going to pull out a topic. Oh no. <laughs> After they read the topic headline or catchphrase, they have to tell us what the incident is that that headline is related to. So um, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong and then you will have to spill on how you feel about the situation. So side note, remember all of these topics are about appropriation of the black culture. So who wants to go first? Okay, Britt Britt, let's see. Big booty, full lips, and straight backs. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> uh, who is this related to? I know that one, I think. Dina? I think so. Tyra, what do you think it is? The Kylie Jenner. Uh, it it oh. is Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians, oh. all of the above. Gotcha, okay, yeah. So, Kardashian appropriation, you know, they always get a lot of heat yeah. for having the big booties, the full lips, doing the corn roll, straight back. And then, you know, magazines love to say that they created it. So, yeah, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? <sighs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, mm, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it does get kind of irritating to see that with, um, I mean, just even with, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just funny because I'm like, yeah, she, because I feel like when I look at her older pictures, you can clearly see a difference mm -hmm. from how she looked a few years ago to how she looks now. Right. And all of a sudden now she has a big butt, full lips, and it's just kind of like, okay, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> clear, I mean, at least in my mind, I don't think it's natural. I mean, we're going to be real here. Is right. it natural? I don't think it is. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that people talk about how they created it or she created it, uh, no. Or how that's the new sexy. Well, that's has that not been sexy when it was on a black oh, yeah. woman? Oh, yeah, of course. And, yeah, that too, yeah. yeah. It's always, of course, been sexy. Mm. Duh. <laughs> but maybe in the eye of the beholder, whoever's, whoever's looking at that and, you know, maybe they in their minds didn't look as black women as beautiful or were too embarrassed to because of their race. They couldn't, you know, say that out loud. But now since different people are kind of taking that on, then now it's more okay for them to be attracted to it maybe. I don't yeah. know. Definitely. Hmm. Who's next? I'll go. Oh, Jenny go. Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> The dashiki, everyone, behold the newest it item of fashion. You might not know this one. This is a hard one. Okay, yeah, because I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It was in Elle magazine. Oh. So Huffington Post did like this nice article on um, 10 different times black culture was appropriated. Mm-hmm. And oh. in that magazine, they were talking about how that was the new style of fashion and a lot of different people and cultures were wearing the dashiki. Yeah, but I've that's been a part of the religious culture yeah. for a long time, yeah. right? So it's kind of like, oh, well, what? Now it's fashion, so it's good, but mm-hmm. y'all yeah. used to like literally mm-hmm. kick people out the country for that. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on the dashiki? I mean, I think if <laughs> you want to wear one, then then wear it um but kind of like the situation that britney just had with the like there was something where um kim kardashian had the braids and was saying that it's something new but it's been something that has been happening so and you just said that like in the magazine that they were saying like this is a new fashion trend or something like that so it's like i mean it's something that's been around but people i guess are just now starting to wear them they kind of get to it so yeah Tyra up next. (laughs) Sorry if you can't read my handwriting. No, I can't. I just wanted to make sure I didn't mess it up. Okay. Hashtag squad goals, mainstream media taking over black lingo. Um, when I read Squad Goals, the person that I thought about was Taylor Swift because I know she, that was like her thing mm-hmm. or whatever. She would always put Squad or whatever. And I just feel like with appropriation, cite your source. Like, I feel like, yeah, some stuff isn't always technically appropriation, but don't take something and like claim it like as you invented it or yeah. give it a new name so it looks right. like it's something different that's when it become a problem definitely yeah. so just cite your source or you know don't have an issue with black people but then use our stuff exactly yep so. Huffington Post definitely said the same thing they said that the notion of mainstream media snatching up black lingo and running it into the ground isn't new but when the word squad became synonymous with Taylor Swift's inconsistent friend group and not a waka flocka flame ad lib, it was drowning insulting, or it was downright insulting. The number of squad goal explainer articles without a mention of the word stemming back from black slang is just uh. So basically, like you said. Yeah, I just they need feel to like. Cite their source. Yeah, that saying, um, everybody wants to be black till it's time to be black. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, yeah, that's yeah. just not cool. Aisha, you're our last 
victim. <laughs> right? Because I'm definitely probably not going to get it. Um, <laughs> oh, I do know this one. So handshakes, diverse students, and culture. So I did see that video uh, originally with the black male teacher. I don't know these people's names. I can yeah. names. <laughs> but the black male teacher uh, who basically created custom handshakes for all his students. And then later on, we saw a video surface of a Caucasian woman who had done the same thing with her students who were diverse, if I believe. Yeah, yeah I think they, they were diverse too. Um, so here's the thing. I feel like it's so, especially within that instance, I think that it's instance with teachers specifically, especially teachers who may be of the majority, teaching a minority, it can be really difficult to, you know, come up with a common ground, especially if they're like younger students who may automatically think like, oh, I can't, we can't relate to each other. We can't be on the same page. But at the same time, I, and I think that it's okay to share ideas within like the teacher community to be able to connect with one another and come to some, I don't know, some common ground with your students. But at the same time, it should definitely be authentic. And I don't know, just watching that video, it didn't seem authentic. It just seemed like, oh, I saw that that was cool, so I'm gonna do it too. And it's like, come up with your own thing. Like, it's okay to get inspired by that, but that didn't mean that it necessarily needed to be copied because it, it didn't look authentic to me. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. I definitely think best practices are key. Like, definitely take best practices and implement them where you can. But a lot of people are giving her the credit for doing that, you know, mm -hmm. rather than the black male, he kind of went to the wayside after she did it, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, this white woman is doing this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, but a black male did it first, and it wasn't seen as that big of a deal. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be good. No, I kind of, I'm on the opposite spectrum of that, because I don't believe he was the first person to do it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's I, I don't think he was the first one to go viral. Yeah. Me, because right. I was like, I mean, I know people were bashing the Caucasian woman for doing it, but even for me, I mean, I am trying to go into education and being an educator. It's just like, do whatever you need to do right. to connect with your students. I mm -hmm. mean, I don't, I mean, now I didn't see the whole, all like the, um, the feedback from like media or anything saying like, oh, you know, this white teacher's doing this, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see any of that. I really didn't care. Cause once mm -hmm. I initially saw the videos together, I was like, why are they doing this? This is what I don't like. I don't like when people compare mm -hmm. things that are happening. Like right. that kind of mm -hmm. irritates me, but. Because it always just always comes back to, like you say, appro appropriation and black people. And I feel, it feels like black people versus white people. And I just, it, it, you know, that can go another way. But, I mean, I feel like with that, I don't, I didn't initially see an issue with it. I was like, hey, do what you got to do right. to connect with your students. I mean, it is what it is. Like like you said, it's hard. Like Aisha would say, it's kind of hard to find that common ground with students. And, you know, being a white teacher, you know, with a very diverse group of students. You know, you got to try to figure out, you know, right. how you can connect with them. And mm -hmm. I mean, hey, she, maybe, maybe, who knows? We don't know if she saw that video first. Right. Do we really know that? Like, I mean, that's my thing. Like, don't just try to kind of go with what you feel and from what you, you know, the, we all know the media just kind of throws things out there mm -hmm. and has you thinking one thing, but you really don't know the background story. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just how I kind of look at stuff. Like, I try not to let the media compromise my mind yeah. because I try to be like, okay, but, she might not have really seen that video yeah. first, or she could have been doing that too, but of course we never know. Hell, she probably did see his video, who knows, but we really don't. True, and I think, I struggle with that only because then I think about, okay, what are all these black kids gonna grow up thinking then? So like, 
are they going to think another white person in power or another right person that's kind of has authority over them it's okay to kind of do that kind of stuff like when you see me like i'm pretty sure that this white teacher doesn't shake up with any other black person in any other place yeah. so it's like because yeah. that's how i look at it i look like you shaking up like <laughs> like yeah. which is it's something that black people do so it's like if my banker shakes up with me i'm going to take that the wrong way if my boss shakes up with me i'm going to take that the wrong way because why are you doing this it's yeah. confusing so I don't, I don't know. That's the only flip, other flip. Yeah, I kind of yeah. looked at it like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like you know right. how they always yeah. say like they want Caucasians to speak out on behalf of Black people and you like really understand them. And then when, when she right. doesn't know, she's not a Black person. So right. when she maybe saw that or didn't see or whatever, yeah. tried to implement that into her classroom, then she's still mm -hmm. damned if she did yeah, because sure. she was just trying That's to really true. find a way to connect with these people that aren't of her same culture. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, yeah. what do you want her to do? Not connect with the students, right. connect with the students. <laughs> she doesn't know how to, so she's trying yeah, to implement I something mean, else. So I mean, I, I think that was a hard one to say about yeah, Black I appropriation, yeah. but that's mm -hmm. been the you know new buzz. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just feel like I wish people never learned the word appropriation. Right, right. <laughs> everything I'll, everything is not appropriation. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just not. Granted, if you are wearing somebody's cultural dress as a costume or just making a mockery of what they do versus embracing another culture, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily appropriation in that instance. If you were trying to respect or, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing but everything is not appropriation and everything you know that is connected to black people isn't just a black thing right like so i just think that people take the word and run with it and don't get me wrong there are a lot of things that white people columbus the shit out of yes. and <laughs> i mean let's just keep it real but at the yeah. same time you know we're all American, you know? So some things are like American instead right. of just, instead of, yeah. right, instead black of just being like, time. just black or Definitely. white, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you ladies for spilling your confessions with me today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's time to move over to our hot topic. Yes. Let's jump right into this hot topic today. So today we're going to talk about comparison and individuality. Um, I think that there's always like a fear of finishing last and like if you don't do it first or make it first then you're behind and that's really started this whole trend of well trend it's not a trend but it's something that happens of us always comparing ourselves to one another especially like within our community um and also, to me, it also brings like out people's jealous streaks. Mm -hmm. And to me, jealousy is such a waste of time because um, you could be jealous over something that you weren't even meant to have in the first place or be jealous over something that is really supposed to just be an inspiration to you. So why do you think that some women really focus on comparisons and uh, being in competition so much? I mean, yo, this is a hard it one. is hard. It is. It is. It's I mean, hard. I don't know. I, I almost want to say, is it like a natural instinct to just be like that? Because I mean, I don't know if honestly, I really feel like the media has a lot mm -hmm. to do with it. Like the media and just like um, I want to say, I want to say social media because let's be real, our generation that's what we that's what we're into. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, I feel like. When, because I'll, okay, I'll say for me, for example, I'll see like a lot of pregnant women, you know, and their snapbacks, 
after they mm-hmm. have their babies. Mm-hmm. And then I look at me and I'm like, what happened? Because, <laughs> I mean, and then I know, you know, everybody doesn't have like that snap bag, you know, within like a month or two, you know, after they have their children. And it's just kind of like when I see that, it does kind of, it's like, dang, like what can I do to do that? But I also know I have, you know, certain things that I have going on with my body, you know, that someone else might not have. But I do feel like social media and the things that we see, um, pictures and videos and, you know, anything on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, you're into, I feel like it does have a lot to do with the competition. I mean, I wish I wasn't like that, but I feel like it's in my face and it's kind of hard not to. Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, you like overexpose yourself yeah. to stuff that you normally wouldn't right. see yeah. on a daily basis. And, of course, everybody on social media, like, it doesn't make it any better that you're mm. only going to put your best out there. Right. So you're only going to put yourself when you're looking the best, when you're mm. feeling the best, when your body is banging, when you got yep. this, this, and that going on. So, I, and I think that's why it's, like, important to um, do, like, social media detoxing. Yeah. Because you got to get yourself out of that because it's so easy to like trap yourself yeah. into what this person is doing what yeah. that person is doing yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure so um when it comes to comparing i think that uh sometimes especially when you're in spaces like we are there are so many different projects popping mm-hmm. up and blogs popping up and businesses popping up and you can fall into a comparison mindset, especially when it comes to that. I see it like with different bloggers I talk to all the time. But what's the difference between like completely copying and then utilizing someone as inspiration? <laughs> um, you know, I'm all for helping the next sister friend and sometimes I feel like as a community we don't do that enough Mm -hmm. we don't reach back Mm -hmm. but sometimes and sometimes I feel like when you're helping the next person you're really like you feel like you're doing you're doing you like you're really doing the right thing and I don't know that's a hard one because sometimes some people think they're not copying Mm -hmm. when when they really are are. Mm -hmm. when they when when they really are and it's just I think you have to really just find your passion and figure out that's for you and what you're meant to be doing and if you feel Mm -hmm. that way it'll work out yep but if, if you don't, then that obviously, and you're trying to like mimic someone else, and that just shouldn't be what you're wasting your time on. I think it will show with your work. Like, Definitely. it'll show, it'll reflect into whatever project or whatever right. content you're putting out there, whether it's like a business, like a blog you said, or just mm-hmm. anything, any type of creativity or any type of product that you are working on if it's not meant for you it will definitely show because I feel like you won't be as successful and you're always going to try to strive for something else and it's not going to really work out for you because it's not meant for you Mm -hmm. you know so I think definitely in your work it'll be like that type that constant battle somebody like you know you just see people putting out businesses and stuff like that and different products, which is cool. Like, you're going to try, you're going to do trial and error with a lot of things, which, you know, you're supposed to, you know, we do that with she all the time. But, um, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, if it's not meant for you and you'll get that vibe if it's not authentic. Oh, yeah. And I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of blogs out there that might, you know, talk about natural hair or talk about the same things, 
but you'll know when it's authentic when you just get a it's a certain feel that you'll get Mm -hmm. and then also with just like the people that you know are working on the blog just like us I mean we are all our own individual and when we're doing our work we just focus on us we don't focus Mm -hmm. about you know what the other person is doing or what Mm -hmm. they're doing out there and I think that's what makes something so real um, and authentic when you're worrying about what you're doing and not necessarily comparing yourself to what other people are doing or not doing. Yeah. Because yeah. the point of our community is to uplift. So it would be like, you know, counterproductive if we weren't doing that, if we weren't like uplifting people. But like you said, you would know just like with that authenticity vibe. And I mean, and that's not to say that don't put your blog out there or anything like that at all. Cause you know, um, I read other people's blogs all the time. You know, I, mm-hmm. I get inspired by other people. Mm-hmm. I'll support other people, but um, cause we always say like there's an audience out there mm-hmm. for somebody, even like in the natural hair community, there's yeah. even, you know, even smaller communities within that. So you'll find your audience, but you know, you just have to make it about you. Right. I definitely uh, agree with Tyrus, with everyone said, but what Tyrus said as well, as far as it's all within the work. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's all about your execution. Like, you may think that you can uh, look at someone's page or look at someone's blog and like, oh, I'm going to follow this to the T because it worked for them and it's going to work for me. And that's not the case. Like, you may not see what's happening behind the scenes or like all the steps and all the work and all the time and all the energy that went into doing that. So if you just try to just copy that and put your own little baby spin on it, then it might not exactly work out that way. Um, I feel like we kind of just answered this too, but how can we focus more on being individuals today, um, especially with how we see different things on social media constantly? Well, one thing that I do just myself is, um, like, for example, when it comes to, like, you know, working out or where I see myself um, physically and, you know, so-and-so months, I just think about, like, where I'm at and, you know, what I need to do to get to the next level or wherever I want to be. And so, you know, I might be on um, Instagram looking at different things that other people are doing, but I'm not going to try to do exactly what they're doing because what they're doing may not work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I pretty much try to meet myself where I'm at and go from there and not try to, you know, copy what mm-hmm. exactly somebody else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I keep saying 2017 is the year of Bria. So at the very beginning of the year, I wrote down like my five major goals that I wanted to accomplish for this year. And every time like I see different things on social media or whatever, like, oh, I want to travel there. I want to do this and this and that. And then I look back at my goals and reflect on those. And I'm like, if it's not attributing back up to those goals that I'm trying to accomplish for this year, I'm kind of just like, no. That's because good. those are my individual things that mm-hmm. I want to accomplish. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I mean, of course, you want to be out there and be in the mix. But no, I'm not trying to compete with anybody besides myself, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to be pissed off if I don't obtain those. So. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that when I'm like on social media and I see what somebody else is doing or like what they have going on, I definitely can use it as inspiration. So it kind of can be a good thing. But if I am starting to think negatively about myself because of what I'm seeing, that's when I know that I need to like pull out of that atmosphere. I need to like not be on social media. I need to not do this and that. I don't follow like a lot of Instagram models at all. That's just not... Uh, that's just never been my thing um 
you know, I like to follow like real life people, like <laughs> real life people. No, no shade, no shade. But yeah, I just yeah, I don't, I don't really follow a lot of celebrities or I mean celebrities that I like really like or celebrities yeah, that I think right. are my spirit animals. But um, yeah, it's time to like de- detox or pull away from social media definitely if I'm starting to think negatively about myself because of it. Cool. Well, I think that you all kind of answered my last question already, so I'll just leave it with um, our sister friends. If if you feel like you're constantly like comparing yourself to someone else or you're kind of losing your individual and authentic self, just try to take a step back and figure out some type of way to find a balance, whether it's coming up with a list of things that you're trying to accomplish and make sure that your, your goals are focused on that, um, whether it's doing a social media detox or, um, or anything like that that uh, all of us mentioned here today because ultimately we all have to be proud of our individual selves and be confident in our own magic that we have and that we're putting out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So thanks for chiming in. Feel free to tweet us um, or use hashtag shenaniganspod uh, to join a conversation on this hot topic. So, next we're going to get started with our girl talk, and Tyra has a fun one for us this week. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex, hey. Let's talk about sex, Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Giving a spelling lesson. Yeah. Okay, real quick, who sings that song? <laughs> Do y'all know who sings that song? Yes. Um, Pleasure. Sing what song, right? Oh. Who is it? Girl, give me a black card. It's, no, stop. <laughs> it's, it's salt and pepper, girl. Talking about that song. Well, get one song we play. Singing. Know, like the newer version of that song. I know no. the newer version. Okay, baby, let's talk about you and oh, oh no, not that okay, one. Okay, 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 okay. okay. You get a pass. You get your pass. Okay, so this week we are going to talk about the 30, 60, 90 day rule. Uh-oh. So this was inspired Uh-oh. by an article written by Tammy O. So if you just happen to be listening, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty sure everybody heard about the 90-day rule. But just for those of us who have not, just want to reiter- reiterate that um, the 90-day rule is you are going to wait 90 days before you have sex with your potential mate. And just to retract, I did not want to say before you give it up, mm-hmm. because I do not like saying that. I feel like mm-hmm. it takes away the autonom- autonomy from women over your like sexual history or your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't like to say giving it up, by the way. But Tammy O thinks that the 90-day rule is another way to police our vaginas. She does not like it. So she came up with the 30, 60, 90-day rule, um, and it is for women like me who would rather not live with deadlines or expectations because the 90-day rule basically assumes that after those 90 days that y'all will magically become a couple. And we know with this generation that just does not always happen. So um, the 30, 60, 90 day rule lets you use your own direction, let you you use your own discretion. 
Um, and it gives you like little checkpoints after those periods of time to assess the status of the relationship. So after 30 days, we know that if you have sex with your potential mate after 30 days, it can be super risky. It can be risky territory. Um, 30 days should be considered the time period of like when you don't have real expectations from the person you're you know connecting with and yeah this is the 21st century but we know that men somehow still have stone age ideas on women and somehow will consider women the easy one even if y'all both choose to have sex during this time mm -hmm. and you also run the risk of making it more complicated um or run the risk of it not working out because sex clutters your mind but gives you a chain uh, gives you a chance to see what they are working with if you know what i'm saying so um or you may just luck out and meet someone who is ma as mature as you, but you know, sometimes you just don't really wanna run that with risk. Mm -hmm. So after 60 days, you may know enough about your partner to make the decision to escalate the relationship or not. Um, things to consider though is how much time are y'all spending together? Does he make an effort to romance you? Do you desire to have a serious relationship with him or her? Would you be able to consider if things don't work out? the way that you want them to. So 60 days is a good time to decide if you wanna keep him or her around for love or sex or nothing at all. <laughs> and then after 90 days, um, this is designed to help you take the time to get to know someone and build trust with that person. Um, and you, at this time, maybe you wanna like communicate your goals or your intentions with the person that you are connecting with and see if they align. So how do y'all feel about this 30, 60, 90 day rule? I mean, think like a man, I feel like kind of got oh. my life. <laughs> I feel the complete opposite. But then but. I thought like, <laughs> it doesn't really work because nowadays when you're like in that random situation ship or talking, like if you stop talking for a week, do, does it start over? Like I just, <laughs> do I just pick back up and say 15? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> another topic for a whole nother day because I do not want to think like a man but yeah we're not gonna go into right. that anybody else have any takeaways go ahead no I was just gonna say um I <laughs> I don't know like I just feel like I'm at a point where I am choosing not to have sex with anybody mm -hmm. until I'm in a relationship just because right. I feel like there's, I don't know, I mean, I'm not actively searching to be in a relationship with anybody, but I've just been very short-tempered with people, and I'm just like, well, you know, I don't want nothing to do with you until mm -hmm. we're, like, official mm -hmm. because... I don't want to be giving my energy to somebody that is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, in order for me to have like a sexual relationship with somebody, I really feel like I have to be connected to them in a certain way. Yeah. yeah. I feel so, like, but I mean, if you, I mean, I feel like in a way there really shouldn't be no rules. Cause if yeah. you choose, I mean, if it's right, if it feels right for both of you all and you choose yeah, to do exactly. it, then, you know, don't feel bad for doing it. I mean, mm -hmm. you're both grown you know if you make a decision to do it then don't feel bad about it yeah now sister friends yeah <laughs> now i know we have some oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have some who you know um who 
who are very sex hungry and and that's okay being in tune with you know the sexual part of yourself is natural um and you 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 might have a very high sex drive so you might want it a lot more and it can be really difficult to hold out for 30 days 60 days 90 days a week you know i don't know so it just really it just really depends but if you find yourself <clears throat> you know heartbroken or single at the end of every situationship or relationship that you're in I just encourage you to take a look back and see how sex played a role in that. Like, was sex the only time where he was affectionate? The only time when he wanted to deal with you? Was that the start of your relationship and the only thing that kind of kept it going? Um, Because if you're able to look at those things, then that may change your perspective on, you know, how frequently you jump or how quickly and how frequently you jump into bed with somebody because that's something, you know, before I was married, uh, <laughs> 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 that I had to re that I had to evaluate. And that was a big thing. It wasn't that it wasn't always like set in stone of, oh, I'm gonna wait 30 days, Heck I'm gonna wait no. 60. Hell um, Heck but no. I was I was attempting to be a little bit more conscious, and then sometimes I was a little bit more free, and I was like, well, whatever, we'll just see what happens, and it never ended well. <laughs> so I just I just I just encourage you to reflect on some past relationships or situationships, and and kind of see how they went, how they ended, how you felt after them. And how sex played a role. Yes. <laughs> I really agree with, like, literally, I just took all the words out of my mouth. Because I had those situations, before I was married, um, I had, I mean, that's the same thing I pretty much went through, too, is, like, I had, you know, situations where I literally had to sit there and think, like, try to figure out how my relationships ended, or situationships, you know, whatever they were. And I really had to reflect, like, Dang, like, you know, do, you know, was sex really the only reason why, you know, and then here I am by myself again, you know, like, I mean, I just kind of had to really reevaluate some, you know, some past relationships. And um, that's definitely something that, you know, I would encourage, you know, our sister friends to do too. Like, like Aisha was saying, I pretty much piggyback off her, just look, reevaluate, make sure that you know, just kind of, you know, don't, I mean, don't kind of, you know, down yourself about it because, I mean, look, let's be real. Men are going to take it regardless. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's not entirely your, I wouldn't say it's entirely your fault. I mean, because, I mean, you know, let's all, you know, men can put on that little face mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, we all sure. know that. Let's be real here. But, you know, just, I mean, all you can do is learn from situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I did. Um, so, yeah, just, just kind of be weary of that. That's pretty much all I would have to say, really. Jenny, were you going to say something? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that I know a few people, I've, I've known a few people who, you know, will do something, I guess, earlier than what they wanted to with someone, and then their expectations from somebody would be more, and then they wonder why, you know, he's not giving, mm-hmm. you know, her more. And I think that whatever you choose to do, you have to set a strong foundation, mm-hmm. whether if you're going to... If you're going to do it early on, you have to be okay with him, you know, not being emotionally attached to you. Mm -hmm. But if you choose to, you know, stand your ground and say, no, I'm not going to do it, you have to do it in the beginning. Because I think if you try to do it afterwards, not saying it's too late, but it's not going to make 
as big of an impact as it would if you say it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, at that point, I mean, if he chooses to still, you know, have interactions with you, great. But then he knows up front what you're willing and not willing to right. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to know from my married sister friends. Mm. <laughs> this is a little personal. Um, no, I really just, I just want to know if you implemented this when your spouse was pursuing you. <sighs> okay, I'll go. Yeah, you might be quick. Okay, yes, kind of. Um, it was really weird because I had kind of just got out of a situation shit before me and my husband started dating. And I literally was not looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it really literally came out of nowhere. Like, believe it or not, it was one of those, oh my gosh, stories. Because it really didn't. I wasn't looking and he just happened to show up. But when it did come to sexual relations, I did tell myself that I was not going to rush to have sex. Because I felt like there... I had past situations where, you know, I didn't really, I guess I didn't really think about it and like, oh, you know, maybe I should like not really, you know, try to go into this as fast, you know, that kind of thing. But I I do feel like when I started dating uh, Sharif, we, I was more mature at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I said, we're going to see how long I can go. Cause, because I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was my sex drive was pretty high then. So I mean, I was, I was just kind of like, let me. I was like, I will know. Like if he's not pressuring me or you know really wanting to have sex with me, then I'll this this this. I'll I feel like I would know. Like I would have that feeling. Like okay, we can we can take the next step. And that's pretty much how I went. Um, if you're wanting to know a timeline, I almost a month. So. I mean, I'm not going to lie, that's way longer than what I would have normally <laughs> yeah. waited. That's the yeah. truth. So, I mean, but, yeah, it, it pretty much did. It, it changed just because I was to the point where I was fed up because I was like, I'm not about to keep doing this, and then my feelings ended up hurt again, and or I just ended up in the same damn situation again. So, yeah, he did change it. Hmm. Now, Aisha. <laughs> Let me see how honest I'm gonna be. Um, yeah, you know I know the answer. I know I know Tyra already knows, and she's looking at me like you better tell the truth. No, no. Um, but I mean, me and Nick have a very complicated way in, in which we got together. Like, and I'll try to keep this super short. But basically, he liked me. I liked him. It was I think it was a mutual thing. But he didn't actually really know that I liked him like that (laughs) (laughs) because I was pretty stubborn back then. Um, So me and him probably talked, were friends, didn't talk, went on one date, never went on another date for a course of two years before we actually ended up dating. Now, when we started dating, it was real quick. (laughs) It was like, that's how it started. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people don't know that. And I don't really share that because I don't want girls to get this idea of, oh, you can randomly have sex with somebody and you're going to end up married. Like, no. (laughs) Like, it was was something where he literally pursued me for two years. Mm. He was constantly trying to take me out, constantly trying to show his interest. And I knew where his head was. Uh And I was okay with that happening at that time. And I also, you know, got that affirmation the next day (laughs) when he called me. It's like, you want to go to dinner? 
And then the next day you want to go to lunch and the next day you want to go to a park. And so it was, it was a different vibe and it was a different relationship. And I knew it quickly. I knew it before that even happened. So sometimes you kind of know in the back of your head, like, okay, this really ain't going nowhere, but right, I'm gonna go right. ahead and do this anyway. Cause I want right, to, right. and that's okay. But I also knew what type of man Nick was. And I knew that he wasn't going to disrespect me in that way. So right. He wasn't a stranger. He wasn't a stranger either. Yeah. He wasn't just somebody I picked up at the club and was <laughs> like, you want to come home? Um, so it's, it was kind of different to me, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let me just say this real quick then. Now, now <laughs> Sharif was not random either. I definitely, <laughs> I knew him before we started dating. So I had, we met through a mutual friend when I was um, in high school. Um, and I was a senior high school. He was already out, but... We had known of each other probably for about four, four or five years before we actually started dating. Um, he, we were both in relationships at the time when we initially met. So, I mean, we kind of knew a background of each other just because of our mutual friend. So, yeah. So, I don't want y'all to think that just because, <laughs> you know, I, you know, we just started dating and, you know, we now yeah, we're married. But, no, yeah, we knew of each other as well. A little way before, <laughs> way before. So yes, don't don't think that you can just you know jump right in. It ain't gonna happen. And get married. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Anybody else? All right. Well, I guess I, I will. Enough today. You did. <laughs> so proud of you. I just, I just done for the day. It's all done. I can't wait to see uh, Nick's reaction when he. I know his it. mouth's gonna drop. Yeah. I didn't. Like, I didn't told think, them about. I don't think you're gonna be that open. I'm not gonna lie, hey, but you know, so I'm glad that you did. This I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make sure Shreve listens. <laughs> yeah, don't listen. Just skip right over that part. So I guess I will um, just wrap it up with my personal feelings about yes. this role. Okay. <laughs> um, well, one thing that I have noticed about men in our generation, just in general, um, from like my own personal experiences and then other like sister friends experiences that in the beginning men have no limitations they have no like they don't stop they don't have boundaries mm -hmm. it's like once it cro crosses way over that line is when they want to retract mm -hmm. um so what i will say is definitely know yourself you have to know yourself and be confident in yourself if you know that you get involved easily after having sex then you have to be completely careful about mm -hmm. that because and fyi it is okay if you do it it's is. the because mm -hmm. i mean let's just be real you know sex is more than just physical there right. is emotional component to it mm -hmm. so um it is okay if you are like that but make sure that you know that you don't want to keep putting yourself in like self-sabotaging situations mm -hmm. and trying to figure out why things aren't working out for you or you know why you are just in this negative space when it comes to your love life because you keep doing this yeah. so if you know this about yourself you definitely need to protect yourself and your energy um as far as doing this have I used a 30, 60, 90 day rule? Um, I think my connections with people have been all over the board. So I think it's just me and that person's interaction, that person's maturity mm -hmm. um, level there. It, it's happened before 30 days. Mm. <laughs> it's happened. 
I don't think I've waited 90 days. I'm going to just keep it. <laughs> I know, I know I I'm going to just keep it all I the way. I did one time, and I was mad that I did. I was like, why did I even let that no. happen? No. <laughs> not, not even going to lie to you. No. no. Definitely not for me. <laughs> definitely. It was. Yeah. Definitely didn't wait 90 days. But um, just a takeaway is just use discretion and use discernment when you are deciding who you want to share your body with because it is a beautiful temple. So you want to protect yourself emotionally and spiritually and mentally and even physically. So whatever you choose to do, be safe in all of those aspects. And please let us know if you have implemented the 30, 60, 90 day rule. If you've read um, the Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man book. <laughs> if that helped your life, use hashtag shenaniganspod. Um, and let us know how you feel about the topic and how it worked out for you or if it didn't. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Tyra. Okay, so now I'm going to send it over to Jen, who's going to talk to us about something. I have no clue what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so for this segment, um, I would like to introduce um, the inversion method. And it's for, it pretty much is supposed to promote hair, gro- hair growth. Um, it's some things that I've seen like on YouTube, I've seen on Pinterest. Um, and so what you pretty much do is um, you're mas- massaging your scalp with oil. But when you're doing it, you pretty much have to like bend your head down. Um, and so like either you can sit down on a chair and bend your head down or you can lay on a bed and bend your head back. Um, but with doing that, it's supposed to um, grow your hair up to an inch a week. Um, if you do choose to do it, um, <laughs> you you can't do it more than seven consecutive days um, in a month. And so if you do it for a week, you're supposed to wait three weeks before doing it again. Um, it was actually um, an experiment or research done on rats, and it said that um, scalp massages have been proven to help regrow hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, there hasn't been any research proven um, that it would make your hair grow faster, but only that it will grow or regrow your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I haven't tried it before, um, and I would like to, but with, I mean, with just natural hair, I feel like a lot of people um consider good hair good natural hair is if your hair is long Mm -hmm. which for me i mean that's something that i want to have you know bigger longer hair but now i'm for i'm more focused on the health of my hair Mm -hmm. instead of it being longer but i mean who doesn't want longer hair so it's (laughs) something i'm gonna try anyways something i'm gonna try anyways um only thing about it is it said that it could possibly cause health complications. And so, <laughs> what? so we're not doing yes. that. What? No. Okay. It said that if you have current health issues, it's something that you might want to consult with your doctor first. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Like if you, uh, it says something like if you have diabetes or something like that, you oh. might want to consult your doctor well, before. Wait, that's doing so it. strange. Well, it's not. It's, I don't, it's not the oil that you're using. I guess it's just the downward, like, you bending oh, your head okay. down. Because how long do you have to do yeah. it for? Well, I didn't mention it. Four minutes. So you have uh, to do about four minutes. Okay. Um, okay. And so, yeah, but you can use, like, olive oil, coconut oil um, to do it. And it said that, like, if you're <laughs> leaning down or however you're doing it, if you're feeling, like, faint or dizzy, you just want to make sure that, you're, um, that you get up slowly. 
Um, but it's something that I would definitely try and see if it works. I'm trying to. Okay. Like <laughs> you go just measure a piece of your hair every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How long are you supposed to do this? Yeah. How often are you supposed to do it? Or how long? Seven. You can do it up to seven consecutive days in one month. And how long is like a session? How long am I supposed to do it? Four minutes. Four minutes. Okay. Four minutes. Okay. So you do it four minutes. Like, like once a week, that's okay too. No. No. Oh, once a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you like do it day. once a week, but okay. I guess you, if you, you want to see results, you want to do it like for seven okay. days, I got you. Okay. and then after those seven days, you wouldn't be able to do it again for another three weeks. Okay. So yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. I've seen videos and people. I mean, I've seen like people's results and their hair is grown. Yeah. So. And I would assume that. You know, I mean, that, yeah, that can help your hair grow, but then also just like, you know, making sure that you're drinking water, eating mm-hmm. healthy, and things like that. Of course. Yeah. Help to your increase yeah. um, the growth of it. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, we'll have to uh, share our results. Brittany, you'll have to share your results with your new avocado oil. Yes. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we have Brittany kicking off the health portion of Girl Talk. Yes, I am going to kick off Healthy Sisters today with <laughs> cholesterol. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to kind of dive into cholesterol because I do feel like um, a lot of people our age and just honestly people in general don't know a lot about cholesterol and how um, how important it is to know your values. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of wanted to give you know kind of a you know a, a definition of cholesterol for those of you who don't really know what it is um, it is a type of a waxy substance it's also called a lipid that is in your body and it needs uh, it's that your body needs uh, for many functions and it includes productions of new cells so basically um, your cholesterol comes from two sources um, internally and externally um, your body does make cholesterol and then you the cholesterol that you do get from your food um, so I did have a question for you all. When was the last time you had your cholesterol taken? I have or do you no even know if you've ever had never. it taken? Never. <laughs> I thought that was something no, you I, did after you turned like 40. It's been like years. <laughs> the cholesterol pills my, and stuff? It's, yeah. it's been a couple years since I had my cholesterol check. Wait, you actually get yeah. that done like at a young age? I mean, you can The get first it time I got mine when I was 18. Check. Yeah. I was 18. Aww. Yeah. You're supposed to get it when you turn 18. That's your first one you're supposed to get. Because, little known fact, plaque starts building up in your vessels mm-hmm. as young as 15 years old. Mm. So Okay, nurse time. Yeah. I did not what know that, What does that, that even mean? Plaque in my vessels? So you like, know what plaque is? Okay. Oh, I mean, Wait. I know, oh, but I'm just not picturing yeah. it in my vessels. Yeah. Like, so you know when people have heart attacks? It's because plaque is mm, blocking right. the flow of their mm. blood through your vessels. So when you think of heart attacks, you think of older people, but it doesn't start when you're old. It starts as young as 15. And that all ties into like cholesterol and all of that. So how do you cleanse this cholesterol out of... Do I do a... How do you clear out the plaque? We got to brush it out. Do I do a detox with something? That's why, see, that's why you need to learn what your values are because, I mean, there's different ways that you can, um, you know, improve your values or things like that, but... Generally, I'm just kind of giving a little bit of a background. Generally, what's tested when you do get like um, a blood test with your cholesterol is your total cholesterol is usually taken, um, your LDL value, which is your bad cholesterol, your HDL, which is your good cholesterol, 
Um, and a lot of times your triglycerides are tested as well. Um, but bad cholesterol um, is usually um, impacted on your diet um, and how you eat. Um, and your HDL value um, is, can, be, uh, can be improved by the amount of exercise that you do get in. So um, basically, um, I, just, I do just kind of like to go over that because um, I don't think people our age, you know, our generation, you know, people in their 20s, um, they don't really realize how important it is to know your cholesterol values because um, it definitely can help prevent, you know, heart disease and mm -hmm. things like that. So um, definitely, um, you know, anyone who's listening, sister friends, you know, anyone, definitely try to get that checked if you haven't yet. Um, if you're like in your mid-20s, definitely get that checked. Um, um, as I was mentioning earlier, um, I know that I had got mine first taken when I was 18 years old. But um, a lot of people don't, like I said, they don't know what it is. And they're like, what? What is cholesterol? I don't, I don't know what it is. So, um, but yes, it's definitely important. Um, and I, I did also want to mention that if you do get it taken and that your values, you know, do kind of seem, you know, a little off or, you know, out of range, um, your family history can play a history and I mean can play a role in your values as well so even if you you know find out your values and you've done just about almost everything you could to improve them and they kind of still say that stay the same I mean your doctor will also let you know this as well but um, hereditary and age and gender are definitely two main factors that can determine your um, cholesterol values as well and if that is the case Unfortunately, you may have to take medication, but I mean, it's better to, you know, try to control it and know where you're at. Well, thanks. Right? <laughs> I mean, I hope I didn't make any of you all depressed, but. No! <laughs> I mean, I just, it's something you should definitely get checked. Mm -hmm. So, um, since cholesterol can be um, hereditary, is it something that, like, if you go to the doctor and you realize, I don't know, like, you have bad cholesterol, is it something that you can change? Or is it like, once you have bad cholesterol, you have it? Oh, no, no, you can it's, definitely improve this. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. If you go get it checked mm -hmm. and, you, you know, you find out your, your LDL value, your bad cholesterol is out of range, um, making changes to your diet can definitely okay. improve that. Um, and then, like I mentioned, for your HDL value, if it's too low, um, usually you want it pretty high. Um, then you can, you know, try to incorporate exercise. But your HDL value is really the one that is that is very determined by like family okay. history. Um, so if that one is like low and stays low, you might have to take medication. Even though like if you even incorporate an exercise mm -hmm. or even make changes to your lifestyle and it still stays the same, um, your doctor will probably just prescribe medication for you. Okay. So are there symptoms <laughs> for high high or low cholesterol? <laughs> just like bad cholesterol. I mean, bad cholesterol, yeah. I wouldn't say that there are symptoms, no. I mean, that's what she was saying. Like, you'll have plaque nurse building up. I mean, that's what Dr. Nurse Tyra was saying. If, if you, like, have plaque building up, you can't feel that. I mean, you don't know that it's mm -hmm. there. Oh, well, that's kind of Yeah, sucks. I mean, that's why it's important to get yeah. it checked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it really is important to get it checked. But yeah. it is associated with, like, your diet, yes, your, your weight, yeah. you know. If all you, of that. All of that plays a role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well now I'm gonna go get my cholesterol. I know. You okay. should. Can't wait to share. That. I can't wait. I get my actually now check next month. So check everybody. I get my check soon, so I'll let y'all know my values. Hopefully they in good range. Last time I got it checked, I was pregnant, and really you shouldn't get a check when you're pregnant because your yeah. values are out of whack. Whack anyway. So I'm really interested to see what mine are. Mm, yeah. I eat too many burgers. <laughs> yes. I hope it's just in decent range. <laughs> I hope it's not terrible. Very interesting. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now it is time for our 
to receive some good food for our mind and body. It's funny because everybody closes their eyes. I do every <laughs> time. Every time. Every time. Every yes. time. Um, so today we're going to talk about protecting your energy. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for this. So yes. there are so many different things that can impact your energy. It could be your own thoughts, emotions, and even your exchanges and interactions with other people. Um, you may also notice that you've become drained after doing certain things or being around certain people or that your mood shifts um, after hanging uh, in different crowds. Um, but your energy is really important because it impacts so much of your personal life, including your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual self. Uh, so different ways that you can protect your energy, first of all, does anyone have um, anything that impacts their energy that they know of? Um, how other people feel or what they're going through. Mm. I take that on. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? You're like, no, not really? Okay. Yeah, just <laughs> life. Being an adult is draining. Yeah. It is. Like, oh, it oh really is. Gosh, how did I rush to get I, here? Exactly. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I would say giving energy to somebody who's not giving me energy back. Yeah. Or putting my energy into somebody and I'm not getting anything back. Yeah. Like, like I'm big on emotion and it's like I can get emotionally drained quick. Yeah. Um, I just by that. I was like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that um, I'm usually a person that people will call to vent their problems or ask for advice or just to ramble in my ear. And I've noticed that I've been becoming more and more drained by that. And I have to limit people. I won't call nobody out, but, <laughs> but it, you know, it just becomes very draining because I, it, I literally, if I'm in a great, having a great day and a great mood and they come to me with all these complaints and issues and complaints and issues. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you just ruined my whole night. <laughs> Speaking of that, I do also hate when someone comes to you with the same problem. Oh, like they'll come to you yes. and then you try to you try to listen and be a listening ear and you feel for them and then like they're they're back with the person said. Yeah, you know, it's so like that's a boyfriend. Training. Then okay. they say it again the next week and you're like, okay, don't don't even bring it up to me don't anymore. Bring it up to yeah. Because you obviously ain't leaving them. So. Yeah, and it's like you try not to be that person that tells someone that. Like, I never want, see, there we go, never want my friends to feel like, yeah. oh, you can't come to me and talk to me about something. For sure. But, you know, when it's the same thing every week, right. it's very difficult to, A, give you different advice right. than I did the last week. Then I'm not a supportive friend if I don't give you advice. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, so just try to be cognizant of that because what, what happens is that person doesn't know that their energy is damaged. Right. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to kind of restore it and recenter themselves too. Mm -hmm. um, so it may be helpful to call attention to that, you know, to your friends that have yeah. that problem. Um, so different ways that you can protect your energy include uh, clearing out your space by decluttering. So if you have, you know, just a lot of clutter in your house or especially like in your room, like my room's 
really stressing me out right now. Um, so you can definitely declutter. Also, uh, cleansing your space by opening up a window and kind of just letting bad energy out because that is a thing. Um, energy just kind of hoards itself in spaces. You can also use an oil diffuser um, with some essential oils. Yes, that is on my checklist next month um, to get some. Um, you can also burn things like Palo Santo. I think I said that oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Han Fran. Hey. hey, right. Shout out to Fran. Um, so you can definitely do things like that because that is actually a wood that has a specialty in uh, healing. So if you burn this wood in your house, it's supposed to basically heal you from things like colds and stress and anxiety and depression and a lot of other things. And last but definitely not least, you can eliminate people and things that aren't beneficial to your life. Amen. So <laughs> so if you have something that is just really draining your energy, you know, kick it out because you don't need it. Um, so what are some things that you hope to do to protect your energy or, yeah, to protect your energy? What are some things that are impacting it and how can you protect yourself from it? Um, I am mindful of who I follow or who I'm friends with on social media um, because it definitely connects me to energies or moods that I wouldn't encounter on a regular basis so you know on facebook the unfollow button is my friend because sometimes you just gotta click that i don't need to defriend you I, right now you're ranting and venting about like negative things or you're always like complaining about whatever is going on with you or arguing with people and i just don't want to see that yeah so i definitely unfollow that or like you know delete people off twitter because if you're just always complaining i don't want that type of mindset that's not naturally who i am as a person mm -hmm. so um if i can find a way to block anything that is just like not giving me positive energy not making me feel good then i definitely will yeah nice well sister friends if you're listening did you have some gin I'm yes um no i was just gonna say that i feel like in the past sometimes it was hard for me to um like stop talking to certain people but now i've gotten to the point where it's like okay well i'm putting me first you know i'm putting my sanity first and my energy first and not saying I'll just cut people off, but I mean, I'm okay with cutting people off. <laughs> um, it's like, if you're, you know, giving me stuff that I don't need in my life, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I'm okay just to cut you off. And I mean, and I'll explain to the person, you know, before just doing that. And if it doesn't change, it's like, okay, well, you don't care about me, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm just gonna just put it to the side mm -hmm. and be okay with, yeah. you know, knowing that, okay, well, I'm making, uh, you know, the right decision to leave this person alone. Nice. Mm -hmm. I wish I could cut Trump off because he's been my biggest oh. <laughs> this year. Yeah. But you know, I just don't listen to the news just, outlets that he's a part of. He's, it's just I'm sorry. It's too much. An idiot. It's a lot of people know for saying he's an idiot. It really is too much. And it's I just can't. It's I, just, like, I just look at Obama I, pictures I <laughs> and remind myself tune him of how out great it used to be. It's like you want to make sure you stay up on what's right. going on but so that you are aware because you never know what type of crazy executive right. order that he could right. implement that could affect you. But at the same time, you cannot 
keep doing that to yourself. Like, he has yeah. not been here for 30 days. It and, oh, my God. Just pray I get back in the country, y'all, after I. Oh, well, around. you know, they lifted the ban. He can't oh. implement it again. So, okay, you're good. Great, great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Well, good. Well, hopefully you <laughs> learned something. We're gonna go go back to our centered energy again. Um, so hopefully you you learned something, and if you have something that's really impacting your energy in a negative way, you can uh, use those tips to kind of get it out. If you are a person that is carrying that negative energy, sister friend, uh, mm -hmm. please mm -hmm. try to resolve that because it can be very difficult for others to have a relationship with you. Uh, when you kind of carry that around, like complaining a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something I, I come in contact with a lot. And it just brings an overall negative spirit uh, to you. And, and it kind of creates an aura around you. Mm -hmm. Like you can see it. You can see it in yeah. your face and everything. So just try to rid yourself of, of that energy. Cool. So let's move on to Dear Sister Friend. <laughs> I know. I know. We'll have to make up a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Bria. All right, sister friends. Yes, and I do have a question here for everyone. So it does start off like this. So I have been dating this guy on and off for two years, and he keeps breaking up with me and has commitment issues. He just moved away and broke up. Excuse me, and broke up with me again. I feel like there is someone else. My question is, I have feelings for him and do not want to let our relationship go, but I am not sure where it will end up since it did not go anywhere for the last two years. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Please help. Oh. Man. Can I go? Yes, yes Tyra, go. Get on live. Get on I just want women to realize that men are going to do two things in our lives. They are either going to elevate us or devastate us. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. relationships are either going to be a benefit to your life or be a burden. I mean, it really is that black and white. And I just feel like, sister friend who wrote this letter, I just feel like, you know, this relationship sounds like it is doing more harm than it is good. Mm -hmm. I know you... It sounds like you may be afraid to like let go because you have a lot invested or you may not want to be alone. But really, I don't see how this is helping your life. Like, I don't know all the details, but I just think you should let that go, especially if he moved. It was already complicated before he moved. Mm -hmm. And now you're adding this extra layer. You know, long distance is not easy and it's making it harder. So I think for your own personal benefit, you have to bite the bullet and rip the Band-Aid off and let it go. And in the long run, you will look back on this and, you know, see how much, you know, you're in a better place because you don't have this toxic thing going on because that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, um, sister all friend, I got something to say. All about to hop in. Let his ass go. <laughs> um, one thing about one thing that I've realized about men is if a man wants you, mm -hmm. he's gonna make that known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he, you, that you're not gonna have to question or wonder how he feels about you because he's gonna let you know. Right. And if he's That's not, true. then you shouldn't have to, you know, beg him or always questioning him or you know you shouldn't have to do that because he he's gonna like he's gonna let you know come on man. right That's it. we mm -hmm. need to just let it 
fizzle out because <laughs> here's the thing. We really sometimes block our own blessings by mm-hmm. holding on to our past baggage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of talking to myself as well. <laughs> you got to just let it go. You know, we moved away and maybe that's a sign from God. Yes. That, that's your, that's your next blessing. Listen trying to, to them come signs. Yeah. To you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just overall sounds like you're committed to somebody that's not committed to you. Mm. Um, and that's a really negative state to be in. I mean, that can really do some damage to your self-esteem and to what you think you're worth or um, or are you good enough? You may be asking yourself that to, to move on and find somebody better, but I'm completely sure that you can find somebody better who's actually willing to commit to you, who's willing to take the time, um, who isn't breaking your heart a couple of times a year <laughs> by breaking up with you and, and all this other stuff. Like you can find someone who's who's willing to give you the same thing that you're giving them. Mm-hmm. Amen, y'all. Those yeah. those were some good that was some good feedback. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, so that concluded um, today's question that we had today. Um, And please don't forget to send those letters and questions to our email, which is dearsisterfriend at thestrengthofshe.com. Send those letters, ladies. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to get ready to wrap up. So just uh, a few she announcements. Definitely want to engage with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, and Twitter. Our Twitter's pretty popping. Um, so you should definitely uh, chime in to different conversations that are happening on there at the strength of sh- at strength of she sorry and then you should also use hashtag shenanigans pod to join different combos from our episodes. Uh, as Brittany said, definitely uh, write into Dear Sister Friend. And also be sure to check out our blog if you haven't already. We are uh, all bloggers, well, most of us, uh, at the show. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. I'm sorry. Because people might go and look for you on the blog and you're not there. Yeah. I know. Y'all need to t- tweet us and, and tell us, Bria, go, go blog. Yeah, sweet us. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, definitely check out our blogs. We have new ones up Tuesday through Thursday. If you ever have a topic that you want us to write about, be sure to just let us know on social or via email at hello at the strength of she. So, now we're going to have Jen go ahead and wrap us up for the week. Okay, so for our she inspiration today. Um, I would like to say that sometimes you need to burn bridges to stop yourself from crossing them again. This is for that sister friend. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again because I don't think they heard me in the back. (laughs) Sometimes you need to burn bridges to stop yourself from crossing them again. Um, I feel a lot of people are scared to do that. They're scared to make someone upset or uncomfortable. Um, And I think it's because they want... Uh, some type of connection with them even if it's a negative one um and a lot of people hold on to the possibilities of what may happen in the future or who someone may become in the future Mm -hmm. um so you have to believe that you have to believe and trust in yourself that you're making the right decision and don't hold on to someone that doesn't put you first see your feelings wants and needs as a priority um, so I'm just going to leave that, leave that there for my <laughs> sister friends. 
Yes. Get us together. Yes. <laughs> right. Right on time. Right on time. Yes. So we hope that you enjoyed this week's shenanigans episode. Um, and we hope to see you again here next week, same day, same time. Bye.